0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Little Globe. On Monday last week, there was a terrorist attack in the city center of Vienna. For us Austrians, this was a huge shock because nothing similar had happened in over 40 years. And I've always considered Vienna a very, very, very safe city. So... As Viennese people, we have been living in this bubble, in this super safe and beautiful world where terrorist attacks only happened in other countries, but not in ours. And what happened was that a terrorist ran around the city center shooting randomly at innocent people who were just um, going out, having a drink, eating because it was our last night before the second lockdown. So, of course, there was a lot going on in the city center. I myself was at home, luckily, um, and I actually saw it on Facebook first. (laughs) And then, of course, in the news and everywhere, people messaged me, people called me if I was fine, if I was all right, because, of course... um, You you never know, anyone could have been there. And actually, just on Friday, so three days before the event, my mom and me were there. Like, in that exact same spot where everything happened three days afterwards. As I said, for Austria, and especially for Vienna, this was a huge shock. It really took us by surprise, and in this year that's already been quite difficult um it was the last thing we would have needed obviously so on Tuesday the kids didn't have to go to school and the government recommended everyone to stay home of course um just in case they hadn't caught all the terrorists because um in the evening of the event nobody knew how many people were shooting around because there were so many different spots in the city where things happened. So in the following days, of course, police tried to find out all the background information. The evening where everything happened, they had shot one terrorist, actually, and it turned out that this person was the only person to carry out that attack. So, of course, the news were full of facts about this terrorist and his background and his family and his history and um, all of these things. So in the following days, of course, this was a huge thing in Austria. And I have to say, the whole Tuesday was a weird day because everyone was in a bit of um, just an awkward mood because we didn't know that, we felt in danger all of a sudden, a feeling that Viennese people really don't know, and this is why it was so big to us. It was really a huge thing, even though many other terrorist attacks in the world had cost so many more lives and had um, caused so much more damage than this specific one. However, what I'm really pointing at is that for Austria, this was such a huge disaster that we actually expected somehow um, everyone to know about it so that the international news would bring it um, to basically all the countries, okay? And that is an interesting phenomena because we sometimes don't realize how big the world is and what else is going on globally and uh, of course the things that happen next to us affect us the most so we expect them to have the same effect on everybody globally but of course that's not the case for example of course the news spread to our neighbor countries like to germany for example and the government of The governments, I'm sorry, of these countries reacted, of course, and showed compassion. And it was really great because suddenly there was this feeling of unity again within Europe and within our country because all the politicians were on on the same page, basically, even though they belonged to different parties. And... Um, the same happened with Europe because everyone showed so much compassion and it was like okay we're all in this together and um, this is not a fight against certain religions it's a fight against terrorism and we all have this same enemy and that that was really great to see but at the same time because of course our news brought that all the other governments cared about what happened here and that everyone knew about what happened here. But then, um, the people in the countries around us were not at all as affected as we were. So even though some of them, of course, read it on the news or they heard it on TV or the radio, they wouldn't feel the same about it. And I think this is something that we sometimes don't realize. I have one friend who is working in a different part of Austria. She is Viennese and we went to school together so now she's working in a different part of Austria where of course she's surrounded by people who are not from Vienna and her reaction to the event of Monday evening was just as strong as any reaction here in Vienna because It is our city, is the city that we always considered our safe and fantastically beautiful place. And now she's surrounded by all these other people who are also Austrian, Austrians, but not Viennese. And what she noticed was that the reaction there was not half as strong, it was different. It was different. People didn't feel as affected as we did. Even though I wasn't even in the scene, like I wasn't there when it happened. I was just in the same city, but I didn't hear the shootings. I was really far away, actually. And even that way, it really affected me. It really got to me. Um, Whereas in different parts of Austria, the reactions, of course, were less strong. um, Because it's just different if it's not your home. It's not your hometown. It's not your place. Now, if already within a country, there's such a difference in the reaction of people, of course there will be a difference between the nations. And it was very interesting to observe that because I have two best friends in Germany. Now, one of them is Swiss, and she studied with me here in Vienna. So she lived here for a few years. So Vienna was her home for quite a time. And my other best friend never lived in Vienna. Now, the first one, she called me. She heard the news and she called me. She was like, are you all right? I'm so shocked. I'm watching the news. I can't, you know, I can't turn the TV off. It's really horrible what's happening. And actually she knew uh, almost more than I did about what was happening here. And my other best friend was also shocked, but not even half as much because people in different places live in different realities. So even though Germany is next to Austria and we share many things culturally so our cultures are not so different from each other, they wouldn't and they couldn't understand what this terrorist attack meant to us. so on monday evening and on tuesday i could see how those news spread internationally because friends of mine texted me to know if i was all right i got messages from switzerland i got messages from italy and from spain and from germany but at first i didn't get anything from outside of europe so i was like ah okay these news didn't spread further And of course I also assumed that there wouldn't be a lot of space in US news because there were the presidential elections going on and of course this is a huge deal. So I didn't expect anyone to text me from outside of Europe. In fact, only one person did. The Canadian guy that I talked about in last week's episode. But apart from him, nobody texted me because they didn't get the news. But, and now I'm getting back to my point, I had the feeling that most Austrians expected everyone globally to know about this. Because for us it was a big deal, so it has to be a big deal for everyone. And I think this specifically has to do with Austrians and especially Viennese people because we are used to being known everywhere. Now, when I say everywhere, of course, that's our impression. For a long time in my life, as I told you in other episodes, I only went abroad within Europe. So I went to various countries and anywhere I got When I told people that I was from Vienna, everyone knew something about that city. Either they had been there and they were so in love with that city and they told me how beautiful it was and how much they loved it, or they told me how clean it was, or they knew some facts about our culture because um, Vienna is really famous for the music and cultural events we have we have the opera house, we have theaters. So, very early, I got used to this kind of reaction. When I told people that I was from Vienna, it was always something great. <laughs> now, whenever I go on a holiday, I usually bring Viennese sweets with me. Just in case I need something, um, if somebody is very nice or does something for me, or I just feel like giving something to someone special that I meet on my holiday. Um, So in those cases, I always give them Mozart balls. Those are little chocolate balls with marzipan that are called after the famous Austrian composer Mozart. And for a long time, wherever I went, I always gave those to people and they either knew the sweets or they knew the composer. So whenever I went there to say, these are Mozart balls. They were like, oh, great, fantastic. So that was the reaction that I knew and that I expected. Then I went to the Dominican Republic. And of course, my mom and me at the end of the holiday wanted to thank everyone, all the workers who were so nice to us. So we gave them Mozart balls. So I went up to that guy and I told him, look, there's Mozart balls. I brought them from Vienna it's for you. And he looked at me in confusion. He said, what? It's Mozart balls. You know, the famous sweets. Mozart, the composer. And he looked at me in total confusion because he didn't have a clue who Mozart even was. And for me, this was shocking. I was like, gosh, how can anyone not know who Mozart is? (laughs) Um... And of course, I thought that it must have been that one guy not to know who Mozart was. So I went up to the next guy to give him his Mozart balls. And I came there with the same sentence about how I brought them from Vienna and that these are Mozart balls. And he looked at me, not understanding a thing, and asking me what exactly that was and who Mozart was. So that was when I realized, oh, this whole nation doesn't seem to know who Mozart is. So, of course, I started explaining who Mozart was, and then I realized that they didn't even know where Vienna was, which was unimaginable for me, because wherever I had gone so far in my life, everyone knew where Vienna was. So I actually ended up finding out that they didn't even know where Austria was, and from then on, of course, I gave... The rest of the balls to everyone just telling them that these were typical sweets from my country in Europe. Looking back, of course, I'm a little embarrassed about my reaction back then because I was so shocked that people didn't know where my city or my country was. I learned from it. And now, whenever I go further abroad and people ask me where I come from, my response will be, I'm from Europe. Because mentioning my country, in most cases, causes confusion. Either because people confuse Austria and Australia, or because they just don't know where Austria is. And this, of course, is an embarrassing situation. I mean, every one of us has been in a situation, I think, of not knowing where a country is. And if the person you're talking to is from that country and your response is, oh, where's that? um, It's a bit uncomfortable. It can be very uncomfortable. So I decided to switch to the response of being European. And if people want to know um more precisely where I come from, of course, I will tell them and explain. But for many people outside of Europe, it is totally enough if I tell them that I am from Europe, because um, that's just a geographical region they can make, make out. And it's the same with me for some places in the earth, actually. Um, if, for example, you told me that you were from... South Africa, that's enough information for me, because if you told me about your country precisely, probably I wouldn't know where exactly it is. I think in some situations we just have to decide between patriotism or pride and being nice to the person we're talking to and not putting them into a difficult or uncomfortable position. Um, it happens regularly to me that I ask people what they are studying. And instead of telling me what they are really studying, they tell me the title of their studies. And sometimes I feel like an idiot then because I don't know what it is and what it is all about. So I have either the choice to admit that I don't know and risk that the other person might think I am stupid, (laughs) or I I will pretend that I know what it is and be like, oh that sounds interesting, do you like it? (laughs) And I think it's the same with countries. For a long time I thought Europeans were the only ones to react like this if you didn't know their country. Because we live in our little bubble where we're all important and where everyone knows where all the other countries are and what the capital cities are. But then in February, I went to Ecuador and I talked to a friend of mine who went to Austria many, many, many years back. And he told me that nobody in Austria knew where Ecuador was. So everyone he told that he was from Ecuador, people were like, oh, it's, is that in Africa? And he was shocked, of course. He was like, what's going on? Why do people not know where my country is? Because for us, it's just so obvious where our own country is. But we have to see that for people who live far, far away, like on the other side of the ocean or the globe, um, it is not that obvious. And we shouldn't take it that personal. And we, yeah, should just take a step back in our pride and our patriotism and... Just see that it is normal not to know all the countries in the world. This topic actually reminds me of an incident that happened last year when I went to the Philippines. It was my first day, and I went through a mall, and a guy asked me if I could take a picture of him, and of course I did, and then we started talking. And I was so overwhelmed by all of the new impressions and everything that happened around me that when he asked me where I was from, I actually responded that I was from Austria instead of responding that I was from Europe. And he answered something like, oh, that's why your English is so good or something like that. And I was like, no, no. Um, actually in Austria, we, we speak German. Austria is in, in Europe, you know. And then he kept on talking and he still didn't get that I wasn't Australian. And after my second explanation, he still didn't get it. And he went on saying that uh, in my country, there were so many beautiful places like the Sydney Opera House. So at that point, I just gave up and I was like, yeah, we have this huge variety of animals, that's beautiful. (laughs) I mean, I don't know enough about Australia to pretend that I am from there. I couldn't even speak in that accent because I really struggle understanding that accent. But anyhow, I was just like, okay, now I'm getting tired of explaining that my country is not Australia (laughs) and that we don't have any kangaroos. So in this little episode I just wanted to show you how we all have this tendency of um, thinking that we are so important that everyone globally should know about us, not us as individuals but our countries and what is going on there and what's just happening there and that this is just not possible and sometimes these expectations are simply too high. Um, And I think we have to remind ourselves of that every once in a while because we tend to forget it or we don't realize it sometimes and these are the moments when we should uh, take a step back and shift perspective and maybe see the things from the view of other people because it also helps us to see our reality in maybe a more realistic way sometimes because of course the things that happen to us individually always seem super huge so sometimes the only thing that helps is to step back, see the bigger picture, and then see um, how big the problem or the thing that's happening really is in relation to other things. Now I hope you spend a lovely week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Please, please subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram. It's MyLittleGlobe_Podcast. underscore podcast. Thank you for listening.